All right, now you're back. Now you're back up. Yeah, this is the Friday one, which you don't get because the. uh... I'll come back to that. Eric Chase, the fan of the podcast. We're gonna dive right into it. (laughs) So okay, so I'm kind of done with these as well. That's why I've added a couple new intro songs. Um, What what's do you want to hunt some down? Do you have some suggestions you want to throw at me? I will hunt some down for you, but I do have suggestions, and it's it's along these lines. You know, maybe some some of the Beatles. Some, uh, ooh, what about some um, Jimi Hendrix? That's not my stuff, but I'll listen. Send me stuff. Like, I, there, there are songs that I don't like, but the intros to make mm-hmm. for good intros. I, yes, I'm, they do. I'm not a guitar person from the 60s and 70s. Everything's got a, got a beat and a black person. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix is a black person. Definitely black. Definitely black. Um, what's the Pete thing? Like, he's trapped right now in his crate? He is. Yeah, he's in his crate at the moment. I got home from work. Um, I had some stuff I had to do on my side of town, so I'm here now. And I thought maybe I'd get away with keeping him in there for another hour so I could do podcast stuff. But he's just barking for his life. He might stop, but, you know. Well, if you let him out, will he bark? He will not, but he will terrorize the rest of the house, which will distract me. I usually have to get up a couple times and tell him to... Don't bite Kitty's ear off and or leave Sonny alone. <laughs> so, you know, you never know with him. Let's give it a try. Let's give it a try. I know, my poor boy. We're going to get him out? We're going to get him out. We're going we're gonna to get him out. Out of, out of doggy jail. Come on, Peter the wiener. Petey boy. What are you making all that noise for? Listen to him trying to get out. Pew! He's so fast. Like, you can hear his nails hit the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, and there it goes. He's he's a dachshund something mix. He's a dachshund pit mix. There there it goes. That so that's Sunny. <laughs> so Sunny is the growler, and Pete, you'll hear his ears flopping a couple times. There there they go. Uh, okay. This is a great segue, and I, <laughs> I so Sunny stop. <laughs> This is this is my household. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. Uh, if you want to put him back in, put him back. I mean, I this, no, this he's gonna bark out of his mind. I should put Sunny away, to be honest. So no Ashley today, and I wanted her to uh, to update us on whether she's uh, she's kicked the ADHD, but she, yeah, she's got budgets. So I didn't Ugh. have a whole lot planned, but I just did the show, the other show, the on-air show for the day. So I have some things, and, and we can zoom through this stuff. I don't think there's anything super heavy today. Okay. I Have you seen, and I'm going to hope that you've seen some of these stories. I don't have them up. I'll do my best to, I hate reading quotes, uh-huh. but I, I do my best to paraphrase w- with, with as much detail as possible. Have you seen the story about the swearing fucking parrots? No. Give me some context. I think it's the UK. And, okay. Uh, they, that doesn't surprise me. They, they had to like segregate these parrots that somehow learned to swear, probably because it's a zoo and they can't have like, hey, fuck face, yelling at like seven-year-old uh, kids. <laughs> you said parrots. I thought you said parents. No, no. Which... Doesn't surprise me in the UK. They they throw out the f bomb more than I do. Jesus. So I I read one story pretty thoroughly, and I didn't see what words they were saying. They just said swearing parrots. I have heard that story. Yes. Okay. I love that story. I <laughs> I don't think I can care for a bird, but I would certainly like to adopt a bird. I've never 
Like you learn when you're a little kid that parrots can repeat, they can repeat sounds. They don't actually learn language. Um, but I've never been in a room or somewhere where a parrot could, could speak. I heard, I heard a story about a Florida man that his parrot kept screaming, help. Um, and, and it saved the guy? And no, the police came. Um, the guy was out working in his yard and somebody called the police because they could hear what they thought was a woman screaming help from his house. And he's like, oh, no, that's my parrot. And the police, the parrot screamed help for the police. And it was. <laughs> but I'm like, wouldn't the parrot have had to learn from someone? So wouldn't somebody have had to have screamed help in that home at some point for the parrot to know to do that? It could have been help. You get this out of the oven. No, they said it sounded like it was like the parent was in in distress. So it could have been a movie or a show or yeah. it could have been a woman in the house locked up. So I I felt totally robbed as a kid when I'd be like, hi, Polly. And it would just sit there and stare at me like I was the dumbest fucking thing on two legs. <laughs> like I've never I've never been fa- like we've all watched these YouTube videos and read these stories, but I've. I've never been face to face with a bird that would that would talk. So when I got <laughs> when I got older and would go to zoos and stuff, I just kept my mouth shut and I would look at like little little Rodney and be like, "You're stupid. It ain't gonna say shit to you." <laughs> it doesn't like you. Um, but yeah, I this, I I want to know more. I want video of this. So that was a fun story. Yeah, that was I. So I did see that story and I found it to be hilarious. Um, it doesn't shock me that it's in the UK because I feel like they have really bad language. I think I have bad language. Their language is awful. I'll ask Philip tomorrow. <laughs> ask him if they curse more than Americans do. I bet he says yes. I I will. I will. And I, I think they have different words that are curses, but I don't know if they're a, as a, how often, like if they're allowed on the radio or stuff like that or TV. So I'll ask him. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing, let's stay over there. Okay. You see the story about Subway and their bread. No, it's got plastic in it. Uh, so are you a, like, I think Subway's reached the point where like you can slam them and, and they're not going to pull advertising. They're yeah. like McDonald's. Like you just, it, it is what it is. But some, some places will get pissed off um, if you're on the, the radio or TV or something. Uh, what are your thoughts on Subway? Um, I may have it once or twice a year. Usually when I like crave it, I'm like, oh my God, I need a turkey sandwich from Subway. But other okay. than that. I'll pass. I knew a guy who won a lawsuit against them, though. What What was the lawsuit over? He got a pulled pork sandwich that had a bone in it, and it <sighs> broke his tooth. <laughs> How much did he win? I, I think like twenty thousand. I'll break a tooth for twenty grand. Yeah, broke a tooth. He had, it had a bone in it, and he um, he went after them. And it was around the time one of my coworkers, he was a coworker of mine, and my other coworker said that. They bit into some bread that had plastic in it, and apparently that's a thing. Sorry about that. The dogs are going in there. No, no. They're spot. I, I've always, like, I actually would eat Subway a couple times per month a long time ago because um, I thought it, it was it was healthier than, I guess it was healthier than typical mm-hmm. fast food places. But ever mm-hmm. since we got, like, Panera-type places, I'll, I'll opt for those. Although, I like you, I'll get Subway once or twice a year. Um when I would take my car to Taylor Hyundai to get an oil change. There's mm-hmm. a subway uh, where the, the Charlie's, where the Dunkin' Donuts, the new Dunkin' Donuts is, and there's a Buffalo yeah. I'd walk over there and do that. So, in Ireland, 
Their co- their court has ruled Subway bread can't be called bread because it contains too much sugar. So it's closer to cake. <laughs> the bread sugar content is five times more than the qualifying limit, and the ruling was made on the white and whole grain bread. So, th- like, the, I guess to, to zoom out here, this is something people like don't really recognize. Yeah, it, it's healthier than McDonald's, but what you might be getting might be less healthy than McDonald's or regular fast food. How, like I eat a lot of protein. I eat a lot of one kind of protein bar because other protein bars are like equal to your typical candy snacks. So read the label, asshole. I'm a read the label kind of person when I'm trying to eat healthy. When I'm not trying to eat healthy, I could care less. But when I am, I go to the labels and I read them. Like I don't even do, um, I don't know. I don't know what people do. I don't, I just drink straight water. Like I don't, I don't even try to have diet this or diet or zero sugar that I just straight water. I'm not even going to bother because while they're advertising that it may be, you know, zero sugar or healthy, this or healthy, that it's not really, if you read the fine print and it's just going to take you back. But that's really funny that we're talking about this because obviously I have firsthand experience what it's like in Europe and their food legitimately is just a lot more bland. As in a, as Philip said that. He's as like, in a, yeah, it, it's. I mean, I would. They, my girlfriend warned me. She's like, "Listen, when you get here, the portions are smaller and the food is more bland. You need to be prepared for that." Because I remember when she lived here and she first moved here, it shocked her what our food was like. Even I mean, all even down to McDonald's, it tastes different. Yeah, Philip. One of the the first thing, one of the things. One of the first things I remember from him telling us what it was like living over in the UK was like, all the food needs seasoning. <laughs> all of it. Like, you better have some salt and pepper. All of it. Pack yourself some garlic powder, too. It's just... And the portions are... They, they are smaller. I, even at the airport when I was in Dublin, I got, you know, a, a croissant. A croissant. And um, and some eggs, and it was awful. It was it was just, you know, it it wasn't it just wasn't for me. But that that was pretty much what it was like there with when it comes to the food. Well, go and, to, go to Subway if you're over there because the bread is sugary. Well, not I mean it is, but by their standards, by right, my standard, right. probably not. Because like I said, I went to McDonald's. We went to KFC while I was there because we just got, you know, I was there for a couple of weeks. So it's not like we had nice meals every day. And um, it, it really isn't the same. It's, it's very fascinating, to be honest, because they're like Americans are really unhealthy. You're all we're all fat and unhealthy. Yeah. And somehow it's all the other things like the mental health stuff that's killing us. And I guess, well, heart disease is always the number one killer. Yeah. Uh, Diabetes. Yeah. The, the, the diabetes, the diabetes. Speaking of that, uh oh. Floyd, Deja, <laughs> Hamburger Marys, five, seven, and nine on Saturday night. Make a reservation. Yes, we will be there. Um, I, I, in fact, I was talking to somebody earlier today uh, here at work, and they're like, "What's up with Floyd?" Because people, people are asking about him. Yeah. Um, and I just, I'm always honest. He's. Like the afternoon show is different. We can't talk as much. So there's a time for him to be on. And he's got no time because he's running the store at work to uh, do the podcast. He's not like gone forever. So uh, come out Saturday night. It's his debut at Hamburger Mary's. Is it his debut? I So some backstory on this. When they first opened, 
Yeah. Um, we never talked about it, yeah. and I remember Floyd mentioned it. He kind of snarled at it. Um, yeah, I, I, that's what I thought. I think the majority of the drag community did, didn't they? Well, yeah, because I think that there's like two kinds of drag community. There's downtown and uptown, and Floyd's uptown. And they hired all the downtown people uh, for Hamburger Mary's, and Floyd didn't like that he and his crew weren't asked. I'm like, totally get oh. it. And then I didn't read anything good about the food, and I knew some of, like like a lot of restaurants, the servers for the first couple of months, it's like they're mm-hmm. in and out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that, like like you, what did you say? You're, why do white people decorate? By the season. So they, so they know what season it is? I think so. Is that what I said? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So they know what season it is. Yeah. It's it's a white person thing. And uh, in fact, <laughs> I've asked a lot of my black friends lately. Do black people like candy corn? Um, Fuck but, no. <laughs> so it's it's so it's it was total basic white person thing to go to Hamburger Mary's, and I'm talking about like the people who like thought that this was the greatest revelation that Toledo is finally finally culturally on the map. So I'm talking about people who like don't leave Sylvania or Maumee or Perrysburg as opposed to the rest of the people who just go to Georgia's and hang out with everybody every week. Right. Like, look at this. We're so cutting edge and so progressive. We're just the bastion of, of pride here. I did appreciate, I do appreciate that it's in town. Like I, you know, I appreciate that it's in town and that it's like, it's, you know, Hamburger Mary's is like, we have, stop it. You two, we have a right to be here you know, on the strip, on the river, like the rest of you, like the rest of you basic people. But, um, I thought it, I thought it was more, so I didn't know it was like a downtown uptown thing. I thought it was more of a chain versus local. So they were like, no, we don't want to be part of this chain restaurant. I don't think so. Floyd, Floyd, uh, 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 all transparency, Floyd can create the proper context for this. So come ask him on Saturday night, five, seven and nine at hamburger Mary's. In fact, we, mm-hmm. we were scratching our heads when this happened because we're like, they're only in big cities. Why the hell are they in Toledo? So yeah. it, it was a neat little honor. It, that's what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. I'm like Toledo, like of all the smaller cities for you to stumble upon, like Columbus, maybe, you know, I, I could have, I would have, thought that of all the places in, in Ohio for it to be in, it would be in Columbus. I think that um, there might be one there. I'm not sure. Oh, there's about to be, but um, I, that I don't know. But. And the other thing was where it's at on the docks, nothing ever lasts. Like that, that spot right, is that I know. super cursed. That I know. Well, I haven't been there since they opened. I don't know what their business has been like. I'm really happy that Floyd is going to be there. I'm happy we're all going to be back together. I haven't seen you since March. Really? Right. Yeah, I haven't seen you since March, and you've been having like coffee and lunches with people, and I don't get shit. That'll get us into our next topic. Hold on. Uh, but first, uh, yeah, I was thinking we should do like a live podcast, and I'm like, oh. we should. I mean, we could pull it off, but I don't have the official equipment. Um, so. I'd be down for that. We could do a play-by-play like uh, sports right. people, sports stuff. Um, so that's. <laughs> Saturday night, five, seven, and nine hamburger Marys. I asked Floyd. Floyd's just swamped, or he's he's still raging about the other night. Um, next thing, okay. I, I had lunch with Dorothy from Good Grief today. How is she? She's uh she's doing well. Okay. And um, Petey. She's doing well, and I was like, do I have? To? She knows Maj. Oh, she does. Okay. I forget how, but oh, cause she something with opioids. So okay. I'm like, okay, don't have to connect you. And then I asked her if you two had ever connected face to, for some good FaceTime, and she said no. So I was thinking that you guys should connect. 
So we have, I don't think she remembers. I mean, we haven't actually gone out to have like coffee, but I have connected with her a couple times, um, including at their event that we, day. Well, you guys should have, uh, you guys should have coffee. Yeah. Um, face to face, because you got to mm-hmm. get all my people on the same page. It's like it's like mm-hmm. a, like Hawkeye and Iron Man aren't talking to one another. <laughs> I like Dorothy, yeah. and I, I I gave her information to somebody else that I knew, um, somebody else that I met that was trying to do things around grief. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave her information to that person because they were experienced. They were having a hard time with grief and wanted to give back. Wanted to do like a documentary style thing. Um, so anyway. Yeah, yeah, so I, I spoke her out just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I have to to connect you. And there's no breakfast this year for the. I mean, they, no, they, yeah, they, there's a way they could have done it, but it's happening another way. So uh, I'm a okay. te- I'm a table captain again. So I'm going to send out some some things that people want to donate if they could. And she's working on a couple of things. And um, once we get out of the darkness, out of the way on Saturday, I'll I'll talk good grief stuff. Okay. Um, but you guys should connect. Can Can I be a mom for one second? Yeah. You guys, stop it. I'm gonna throw my shoe at them. Stop it! See, this is this is why I don't have them both out during the podcast. One or the other. No, sometimes Sunny goes in her crate for an hour. Sometimes Pete goes. It's, <laughs> it's good. I I like the parenting. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Next thing that I wanted to because there's some dark shit we got to get to. I'll try to I'll try to ramp into that dark uh, stuff. Oh, the panelist today for the um, opioid yeah. coalition. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mentioned Maj from the, the health department. Hi, Maj. Yeah, yeah, she is listening at some point. Like, if there's anybody who could find a way to listen to the recording of the podcast, it would be her. She is a, uh, she's a total fanboy, but I love that. She's sweet. I like her. Uh, so you're speaking on the panel, right? I am. When is I that? Am. It's today at six. Um, right. It's going to be a Facebook Live. I believe it will be with the Opioid Coalition, potentially in the health de- on the health department's website. Okay. Our Facebook page. But I can, um, if you can't catch it live, obviously it's still going to be available so we can share it um, and see if people can catch it. Because I think that I think that with the pandemic, people are forgetting to talk about the other epidemic that has been happening for decades, which is the opioid epidemic. I saw something the other day and I didn't dig into it because I figured Maj would just tell me that opioid uh, overdoses are back up. Yes, they are. Yeah, Yeah. uh, completely on not. Surprise! In fact, I got to bet my life savings on that. I would have bet that that was going to happen. I mean, everybody knew that was going to happen because of, you know, the dark times that people um, had had fallen into because of all this. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So we're going to get to talking about that and make sure people have that information that they need, and you know, create a space for it for the conversation. Um, okay. So I think there's three three bigger things to get to, and then we'll move on. Um, okay. So. Why know your thoughts about the debate? We talked about this the other night. We we texted, so <laughs> I, I've kind of moved on a little bit, mm-hmm. and um, I I'm probably like literally the only person, but I I have a different perspective of how I'm viewing this. I okay. don't want them to change any of the rules. None of this cutting mics off. Uh, the if you want to put tasers in there, <laughs> fine, or some some kind of Indiana Jones whip. Other than that, let them go you, you want it to be like a celebrity death match style debate don't you like the yeah. little clay figures you remember that show yeah, yeah i love mtv celebrity i love that yeah I, <laughs> like uh, i'll use another uh mortal combat finish mortal combat yeah like literally like uh joe biden pulls an axe out and like cuts 
Now, this would never happen, but the animation of it would be incredible. Let them fucking have at it. You think Tell Saturday Night Live to pick that up. The, the people that are like, who haven't condemned Trump, and I know he tried to fix his words with the white nationalism yesterday. It was equally as bad, where he's like, I don't know who the Proud Boys are. I just said that. Fuck you. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, the, those people are just, are, the people who are just as bad as that are the people who are like, oh, well, next time we'll definitely hear about more policy things. The fuck you will. They're going to interrupt each other yeah. again. Yeah. Nope. That's not going to happen. I agree. It's not going to happen. I can, I, you know, I don't want to say, so this is an, it's an interesting dynamic because I don't want to say that I'm disappointed in Joe Biden because I don't want to, at least publicly, I mean, I'll say it on the podcast. Um, but like on my Facebook page, I didn't want to say that I was disappointed in Joe Biden because I didn't want to add fuel to a fire of a person who may be like, I wanted Bernie Sanders anyway. You know what I mean? So I ain't voting for Joe Biden when he acted like that. I don't, I'm worried about that. You know what I mean? I'm worried that there's so many people that are on edge with this, that a performance like that and multiple people coming out and saying, yeah, Joe was just as bad is going to, you know, stop them from potentially going to the polls or tip it into the direction of Trump. Um, go ahead. I'll say it another way. I was pleased with it because I, 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 cause he's a, he's a fucking troll. And the best yeah. way to, to, to make trolls go away is to completely ignore them. Like we could have, we could have made him not run again if the media just didn't cover him, but that's not how the world works. I, it would be a hundred percent impossible for Biden to 100% just look at the camera when mm-hmm. Trump is, is punching him. So I mm-hmm. was pleased that he got a little fired up, and I don't think he crossed any lines at all, considering the rules and the match and the, the style of fighting that, that Trump created. It would be like a UFC match. It would be like a UFC and a boxer. And if the boxer was only going to use his hands, he was going to be outgunned. So I'm happy that Biden punched back a little bit. I don't think he crossed any lines that made him look as dirty as Trump. No, I don't think he looked as dirty as Trump, but he did He did go a little lower than I thought that he was going to go. Oh, well, wow. And to me, that's a positive. Like did you hear that? That was a big-ass rumble of thunder. It's getting a little dark here, too, so I'm not yeah, surprised. Yeah, that was pretty big. I like that Joe had some spunk. He, but I don't consider that spunk. I consider that, like... I, I'm, you know, but obviously, like, he's always forever going to be compared to Obama. And when we, when they go low, you go high. I don't think he did that, but I, but he had some really good moments. And I really, I mean, I was so moved when he, and it was a very authentic moment when Trump was going in on Hunter and he was like, I am proud yeah. of my son. Yep. That, and me, that was not rehearsed. That was not planned. And it was, you could, I mean, I, I just pray that anybody, that is in recovery, hears their parents say, shout, I am proud of my son. My son has recovered and he's, you know, gotten past his addiction and I am proud of him for that. That, I mean, that that gave me goosebumps. It really did. And maybe it's because it's my line of work. I don't know. But um, I was really happy with that moment. But the one moment that I was just really fucking pissed off, I am, um, I mean, up among, uh, there was a ton. I hate the fact that I'm a talking point if that makes any sense. I'm a woman and I'm a black person. And so it, it triggers me a little bit. And I, when they started talking about when Trump said he was the best president for black people since Abraham Lincoln, 
And then he's like, you called them predators. You called them all predators. Super predators. Super predators and put them in jail. At least I'm taking them out of jail. And I was literally on the couch and I was like, yep, because that's all we're good for. We're all good for just getting our asses out of jail. Thanks. Really appreciate it. You know, that's the talking point that you want to stick to. Not, you know, there's been this percentage of black Americans who are owning homes now, not this percentage of, you know, black Americans graduating from college with zero debt or whatever we want to, whatever other data we want to pull forward. We're going to bring up the super predator comment and the fact that I'm getting every, all of them out of jail. Like, (laughs) I was so annoyed. And it probably has something, I thought about the pandemic doing that at that Mm -hmm. point, which a lot of people on his side had an issue, you know, all he does, he's he he's a bully. He's a yeah. troll. So yeah. to, to go backwards, the hunter stuff. Like obviously, Joe was peeved. He was angry. That's emotion. But I I'm right there with you. Where if you couldn't emotionally connect and, and have some sympathy for Joe in that moment when he was talking about his son, if you couldn't yeah. feel that you you weren't watching that the right way or with a different perspective because I, I thought that was a very powerful moment and and like I did too like of all the things there were very few good takeaways from that whole shit show but that was was one of them and you you talk about the Michelle Obama thing when they go low we go high but then there's then there's the other uh you know fighting perspective mm-hmm. and I guess this is more applicable when you're in the ring with somebody you you can't just sit there and get punched like let me tell you about the one fight I was in in my life Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Thude. We we're playing basketball, uh, like a travel game, and uh, he fell down next to me while we were in the lane. And he thought I pushed him down and said shit. And I think I actually tried to help him up. He had, <laughs> he had in his head that I I like undercut him and all this stuff. So him and the other six four dude on their team decided to bully the fuck out of me at school. They oh, were, hell no. They were hunting me all week at school. So then one Friday morning, this kid who was a little bit my friend, a little bit his, brought Joe down to where I was hanging out before the bell. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. He just served me up on a silver platter. So Did you have fisticuffs? I was I was big for my, I was like my, my height then, and but Joe uh-huh. was bigger than me. Uh-huh. So I was like, fuck. And I was not a combative person. I didn't get in fights. I'm Mm -hmm. like, fuck this. I'm throwing the first punch. And I did, and I landed it, and I pushed him into the corner and just started wailing on him and, like, screaming gutturally. And, (laughs) you know, know what it's like with a fight in school. Everybody gathers around, fight, fight. And by the time people were gathered around, I had already sneaked out, and I went to the aid. I was like, I just got into a fight. I need to go to the principal's office. And they never fucked with you again, huh? Kind of. It got settled, and we became a little friendly. But the kid had the kid had problems, and I was just, I was his target. Sometimes you can't go low, especially when you're face to face. Yeah. Okay. You, okay. You've got to punch the bully back because that that's when you just said that's when they stop messing with you. Because if you don't, they will keep picking on you. So I am ready. I mean, the countdown has begun. It's Thursday. It's essentially Friday to me. It's essentially Saturday when we all get to be together. Like I am in a good mood. I am ready for Wednesday. I am ready for Kamala and Mike Pence. Kamala is going to demolish Mr. Pence <laughs> and and the Trump campaign. And that is what I'm ready for. I mean, I don't um, give Biden and, you know, I don't I don't have an issue with the fact that I think he's not this the most skilled debater. 
Um, I trust what he can do with our country and from his experience and with all of the advisors that he's going to have around him, including Kamala. So it's not like his performance, you know, besides the fact that I was a little disappointed, he gave, you know, he went with the bait with Trump. I was a little disappointed with that, but um, not, you know, it's not swaying me one way or the other. And Trump, it doesn't surprise me at all. So I'm just like, whatever, <laughs> you know, you're an idiot. You're going to continue to be an idiot. Um, but I'm ready for Kamala. I mean, I'm looking ahead now and I'm ready for Kamala Mike Pence on Wednesday. I I want to move us on so I can make sure I get our traffic taken care of shortly. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I think Pence will do well. It, it, anybody that was like, anybody that didn't condemn Trump for some of the things he said, I think can be swayed back towards that side with what Pence does because he will relate to the base so well. Of, he of will. The, the person that isn't hateful but is just like so anti-pro-choice uh, and, and other things that fall in line there, he will have more decorum in saying, I'm not going to let them change the Second Amendment and people will, that, that will center things. He's going he's gonna to get to the policy of the, of the matter and I think Kamala will as well. I think they both have the decorum to be able to treat each other with respect. Like I don't foresee Mike Pence cutting off Kamala yeah. much at all, like at all. And so I think that, the, but I do see Kamala cutting Mike Pence off. And bringing up, you know, when Mike Pence goes on about how wonderful Trump is, you know, I see Kamala cutting in and saying, what about, you know, can you tell me, uh, do the Proud Boys feel that way? You know, can you tell me how, you know, Jacob Blake's family feels? Can you answer that? That that kind of thing? Like, I definitely foresee that coming. But Yeah. Um, uh, all right. Next thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Mariah Carey's got a book coming out. <laughs> For what? Christmas? <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I've I've never been a Mariah Carey fan. I I got no problem with all I want for Christmas, but she's got a book coming out, the tell-all thing. She, I guess, maybe the NDA ran out with her. So her first husband was her record label boss, Tommy Mottola. That I knew, yeah. This is in the 90s. So I was reading Mm -hmm. an excerpt of of an excerpt or something last night because she talked about her relationship with Derek Jeter. She had a relationship with Derek Jeter? Yup. Ooh, that'll be juicy. This was in 96, 97. So I want you to go read the excerpt um, of how she detailed the relationship. Because when I was reading it, and you know me, and and I I have no problem talking about anything sexual. But it was like, it was one notch below walking in on my parents having sex. Like, I cringed. I I put my lower lip, like, way back near my nose. And it was like, yeah. Like, where are the vomit emojis? Did uh, she give details? Yep. Like, juicy details, like yeah. body parts and stuff? Not body parts, but maybe oh. the, the adjective she uses. And again, it was like walking in on my parents. It was just, it was unnecessary. The one thing I will throw your way is that uh, she said, at first when they connected, she didn't have sex with him, even though she wanted to. She waited for the, the finality of her marriage, I guess. Uh, and, then, and then they had sex. Um, but please, read the details. I need you to read the details on the podcast. I need you to read it and your voice so that it can be, so we can all be entertained. And then he placed his hand on my behind and I felt a tingle through my fingers. All right. I, I, I pulled up an article real quick. Hopefully there's no audio with this. It's, <laughs> it's called The Meaning of Mariah, Meaning of Mariah Carey. Uh, but hold on, and they—you don't go like this. They hit it off because they were both biracial. 
I mean, all right, okay, yeah, I can see that. The two began to secretly talk and shared a warm, slow, intoxicating kiss on his roof, <laughs> which inspired her song, The Roof. But they never they never took it further because neither of us had wanted to cheapen our romance by cheating on my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Once her divorce with Tommy Mottola was complete, Carrie says she wasted no time and flew to Tampa to do the deed with Cheater. Everything now was so new and sweet, down to the smooth texture of his honey-dipped skin. It was how it's supposed to feel. <laughs> May I be so fucking rich one day that I'm like, you know, I'm in California. I really want to have sex. I'm going to fly back to Ohio to see Thomas. Like... <laughs> Please. As, as special as it was, Carrie knew it wasn't going to last thing. They were both huge stars and could not live up to each other's fantasies. But they both fulfilled each other's needs at the time. Well, what were the fantasies, I wonder? I don't Not know. like that. I don't think. I, I'm not imagining bedroom fantasies. I mean, like, you know, having dinner on Friday night, a standing, yeah. you know, date or something. I don't know how old she is, but she she's definitely... Like, maybe at least five years older than he is. So, wow. Um, all right. What a good read. You're a good reader. Yeah, thanks. I, I do sexy, uncomfortable voice really well. Like, I, it makes you uncomfortable, and I'm glad that it does, but it's entertaining. It's, it's, like, it's like the debate. Like, what, what am I watching? Why, why do I like Why this? do I feel this way? <laughs> last thing. Last thing. Um, so, Chrissy Teigen had a miscarriage. you see that? I did see that. That made me very sad, actually. Yeah, she was in the hospital. The other, she, she went to the hospital. Obviously, she blogs or posts all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the the post story today that said, "She said, I can't believe I'm coming home to the hot. I can't believe I'm coming home without a baby." Yeah. And uh, I didn't know that she had had a miscarriage. I thought she was just being snarky. But um, let me ask you this: Do mm-hmm. you feel she shares too much? No, I don't. Okay. I think that she makes it a point. She has made a point to be relatable. And she has, I think if she would not have shared this, the people who really follow her and appreciate her might have been disappointed in, in the fact that she didn't share. Maybe respected it because it's such a sad, you know, it's such a sad thing and sad experience. But um, no, no, I don't think that she shares too much. Okay. Um, or I'll say maybe she shared it too soon mm-hmm. um but I, this is who and what she is and i should never criticize someone for oversharing or sharing too much because i know a lot of people's interest in me is because i'm very open like that and i'm mm-hmm. just wondering like this is a terrible experience this is something you will i, I have this has happened to my friend sarah Haggard. this happened to my friend jody mm-hmm. um thankfully this wasn't a bethany thing i don't think but this no. this mm-hmm. will scar you for life and maybe she should have taken a little bit more time to process all this before throwing it out there for so for everybody it could be her therapy though like yeah. it, that yeah. it could absolutely be one of the things that saves her if she does you know, have some long-term traumas from that because it sounds like it was a late-term miscarriage. Like yeah, it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like they were really close, which is, which is really sad because you you have to give birth to that baby. Like you you can't just there isn't a procedure for the baby to just like dissolve or for you to have some sort of ab- abortion. And I know this sounds terrible, where it's like sucked out. You have to give birth like you actually have to do it as if the baby were alive. So you're giving birth to your deceased baby and it's awful, awful. So when I saw that, I mean, I don't really follow Chrissy Teigen. I don't 
you know, I know what I know that she shares a lot. I love her humor. I do like her, but I felt something in that moment. I've never had I've never been pregnant, never, you know, lost a child or, you know, had to decide if I wanted to keep a child or abort a child. But um, I felt I felt for her in that. And I was really even just from the picture of her crying, I was very sad for her in that moment. So maybe that's my female instinct. But yeah, that's, that's awful. I have a, I had a, but there, but I agree that there's, there's like too much sharing, you know, in situations like this. I think what she did was extremely, um, I don't want to use the term classy, tasteful, maybe, um, you know, she shared a couple pictures of her and her reaction and her and John holding the baby. Um, I have known some people personally who have lost their baby in late term pregnancies like that. And they've actually taken pictures and shared the picture of the baby of the deceased baby too much and, and it right. And on social media. And I don't know, I don't, for me, it's too much. I just choose to look the other way and still, you know, I choose to look the other way and still wish them well. And, you know, say a silent prayer for that, that baby's life. But I can't imagine what they're feeling and that they're like, this is still my son that I want to share with the world, whether he's alive or not. It's just, it was, it, it did. I remember the day that I saw it in my Facebook feed and it caught me off guard and I'll never forget the way that baby's face looked because it was, you know, it wasn't alive. So it was like, I, I feel like I was a little traumatized, but it's not about me. It's about them and their experience. I understand that. Um, but it's, you know, for me, it, it was a little much. Yep. All right, we're done. Already. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got some other stuff to hammer down today, but we we were powering through stuff. We did. Well, now you got it done early. So. Uh, last question, personal. Did you watch the finals last night? No, I didn't even know what finals. The basketball. <laughs> no, I haven't been following that stuff. I've I'm okay. completely off my sports schedule because of COVID. Why? What happened? Tell me. Uh, the LeBron and, and Anthony Davis had a great game. Uh, the, the I thought this would be a better series, but the the Heat lost their second and third best players to injuries, and they just got hammered last night. So, oh, did they? The, LeBron might get his what, fourth title pretty pretty quickly. So, so it's between the um, Heat and the Lakers. Yep. Yep. Oh wow, I didn't and, see. I don't know anything about that. And the Indians lost last night, so they're done. Oh, are they? That I knew. So I knew that that. Um, but that's because people are talking about it in my feed, but I haven't, I mean, I haven't watched any of that stuff. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll, I'll talk to you later. If I don't talk to you before six o'clock, good luck with the, uh, with the opioid. Uh, yeah. Show. Yeah. I'll, sh- I'll share it. So you take a look and then I guess I'll see you Saturday. You will. You will. I'll see oh, you then. I'm so excited. <laughs> Bye. Bye.